Hi, welcome to Intuition Your First Sense, the podcast that demystifies intuition and helps you to understand how to line up with your own gifts and talents and to live a life that is successful for you, whatever that means, because success means different things to different people. I'm here to help you arrive in that life and occasionally give you a little encouraging boot in the butt to get going and to live the life, not just dream about the life. This episode, I have a wonderful introduction to a product that has actually brought success to my life. It's a wonderful supplement called Magic Mind. And stay tuned because you're going to want to know about this. Hi there. Happy last week of November or whenever you're listening to this. This intuition, your first sense. This is Vicki. And this is the week that I do another chapter from the book I wrote a decade ago. And this chapter makes me laugh a little bit because when I wrote it, Frozen had not come out yet. And now that when I read the first couple lines, all I can think of is the song, Let It Go. And so this chapter will be about letting go of it. And as I go through, I'll be reading it, but also interjecting some you know, stuff that I've learned since or can share with you. Uh, and a story, this one has a client story in it. So that's fun because as I revisit it, I remember that client fondly and uh, the times that we had together. And this chapter is letting go of it. I'm trying really hard not to sing these first <laughs> lines. Um, so it starts off with let it go. Just let it go. It is what it is. Let it go. Have you ever had this conversation in your head about a situation in your life? The conversation where you know it is in your best interest to let something just be, but you can't seem to leave it alone. It's like telling a little kid who has a scratch to leave it alone so it doesn't get infected. The temptation is just too great to mess with it. Side note, just came through a spider bite and had cellulitis from it, I totally get where the kid has a problem with this. So it's perhaps if we thought of our lives in that manner, if we didn't let it go or leave it alone, it'll get infected. We would be more inclined to leave whatever it is we're messing with exactly that we'd leave it alone. The most common example of this is a relationship that's not working or recently split. The temptation to still be in it and find out what he or she is up to is just too great. What are they doing? Who are they seeing? It's part of that I can't have it, but I want it energy and a very good distraction from what's really going on. The fear of losing the relationship to self. It may be seen as missing the other person or missing the relationship, but most often it's missing the connection to self that is showing up now that there is space for it and poking at you to pay attention and to reconnect the plug so energy can flow again for you. How we feel in any given situation is not because of someone else or who they are or even who we are when we are with them. It's a result of how you allow yourself to feel in that moment. Yes, in connection with their energy and their their being, but how you feel actually has nothing to do with them. 
They may be cute and charming and bring joy to your life, but you're the one that's allowing yourself to feel. And that means you are the one that's allowing yourself to feel connected. Now, if you knew that before now, you would have held back on the stalking, wouldn't you? Like following up with them. What are they doing? How are they doing? If you realized, wait a minute, I don't feel like something bereft because someone's left me. I feel this because I feel like I've left a part of myself. Now you know it. And you also know that no matter what situation that comes up, you have a say in how you respond to it or how you react to it. And you'll also know that you're okay if you listen to you. Maybe that's not in complete practice yet, but let that sink in. Someone else is not the reason you feel good. Someone else might be in the vicinity, but you feel good because you allowed yourself to feel good or you allowed yourself to feel love. And yes, we learn by other people being there for us and and the consistency of it. We're still responsible for our own feelings. Um, and so what else could you let go of besides the idea that someone else fulfills you or someone else completes you? Um, what a line that was back in the 80s, huh? Is there something else, like if you think of the idea that well, wait a minute, I am responsible for how I feel. And I actually kind of like that because then I'm in charge of my own emotions. Maybe I'm in charge of when I feel crappy too, or when I'm not feeling like I love myself. So are there old hurts in there that you're feeling or behaviors that are, you know, maybe keeping you stuck in an old relationship with yourself and not allowing yourself to grow to where your intuitive self knows is the next level. Um, <laughs> so I'm not going to edit this out. Um, we have a cat who's about 16, 17, and he's just decided to get in touch with his, maybe he let go of some pain and anger and stuff it, it, with himself because he found the ball with the bell in the middle. So that's the noise you might hear in the background. So continuing with the book, my client Gina was a great example of this. She first came to me for a standard intuitive reading, wanting, Malcolm, I'm doing something here, you little bugger. <laughs> wanting to see if the person in her life whom she'd recently split with was going to leave her alone. And I asked point blank, are you going to leave him alone? And she was a bit taken aback by this. I don't think a lot of people question Gina, but hey, she hired me to speak truth. I'm going to speak truth. She was taken back by the question, but also, you know, interested in learning. And I appreciated that about Gina. She always wanted to learn. And I said that it appeared to me that she had a steel grip on him energetically and didn't want to let him go. And she rationalized it by saying it was because he owed her father money and she was helping with the case. And so she had to stay connected. And I said, oh, that, that doesn't work for me. It still looked like it was emotional and not legal or literal for, I mean, I could understand the filing of the paper and she had to help her dad and he didn't live in the country. I got all that. But the energy that was coming to me was emotional. And then we did this little dance a little bit around 
And I helped her to maybe see it in a different way, or I said it in a different way so she could finally hear it. And finally, Gina was like, ah, and you know that feeling when you get something, when something actually lands in your head and you're like, well, okay, yes, that's what that was. And she realized that we were onto something and her dancing around or using the logical of it all wasn't going to work. We worked together for quite a few years and I came to love that expression that she would make because then I knew that's that's where her brain clicked in and she got it and it was a loud noise and a loud um, laugh or actually it was more of a laugh groan thing, but I just came to love it. And she realized through our conversation that it wasn't really the guy she wanted or the situation, the legal situation, but the idea of a relationship. She had the idea in her head that the relationship is what she, idea in her heart rather, that she just wanted to be in a relationship. So she was trying to hang on to the guy emotionally so he didn't get away so that there was still a relationship in her life that I can work with. I can absolutely work with that. And she felt empowered enough to let him go and start envisioning her life with someone that had morals and would see her for all of her joy and everything she had to offer. And over the next few years of readings and then eventually coaching, Gina came to realize that she wanted control over everything in her life. And some of that was because every so much was out of control. So we worked with the understanding of energy and the law of attraction and her own intuitive sense. And through guiding her to a place that she may not ever know all of it, likely she wouldn't, but that she could handle and do well with whatever came her way because she had before and she was intelligent and she had those skills on board now. And she eventually let go of that need of control so much that she did create a relationship and a wonderful little boy in her life. And we continued to work on the control aspect because, you know, sometimes that's just part of a relationship with self. Um, and most importantly, though, she learned to accept that this is an aspect of her personality and we can use it in ways that can support her by, you know, setting up systems or, you know, being in charge of her own workout routine, things of that nature where the, the feeling of need to control can be in your, you know, be in your best interest. So her willingness to let go of control actually allowed her to be in her life and to open up to some some beauty. There's often an implication that letting go means surrendering and, and surrendering in a way that I just don't care. I throw up my hands. And while in some cases that is true, to me, it's really about relaxing into what you know about yourself and, and understanding what are some of the dynamics that are going on and what works for you and what doesn't because we're all different. Okay, so I told you I was going to talk about Magic Mind. I found this product and then they found me, which is, I think, the universe in action to bring this information to you. I took this and I admittedly ordered the smaller package and then went right to the subscription because it's amazing. I found 
less inflammation. Um, my sinuses cleared up, which I did not expect. It powered me through a 14 mile hike that was a little treacherous with some misfortunes of missing some turns and all that. And yet I was calm and it was an amazing experience. I know my body well. I know when something works for it. I knew that this was the answer to dumping some of the other supplements that I've been taking that I've been getting eh results with. It's all natural. It's matcha. It's honey. It tastes amazing. And even Mike loved it, and he usually says matcha tastes like grass. So that's an endorsement. It's helping both of us with focus and productivity and just feeling overall joy for life. And I feel like my cells are very happy to have it on board, and I want you to feel the same way. So you can go to the link in my show notes, and you will get 40% off, which is also why I suggest the subscription, because why not get 40% off of the larger bundle, right? Go ahead and give it a try. It really is magic. I would not bring this to you if I didn't feel like it was an amazing product with wonderful people behind it. I wish you the best and go make magic of your life. So make sure you head over to www.magicmind.co backslash intuition and you're going to use the code intuition20 to get your 40% off for the next 10 days. So, you know, head on over there. We have an interesting dichotomy in this world where parents either overparent or they bail on the job. <laughs> and I'm sure this has been going on as long as there have been humans and people and teenagers. Uh, the tendency to want to do everything for their children is something I see quite often in my business and at times in myself. And at the time I wrote this, my husband and I had three children and through watching some of the people I was working with, I learned midway through their years that I was not helping them by overparenting, giving them too many resources, answering or not allowing them to feel disappointed. Um, I realized that if they were going to be young adults in the world, that those of us acting as helicopter parents, mostly because I was the two older two did, just did not have a sense of self-preservation. And I felt like I had to be there for that. And then I realized they're never going to learn how to be in the world if I constantly do that and much less be ready to be adults. So my tendency and the tendency I see in others to parent these kids until they're well past the point of being adults is a form of control and something that can be let go of. Um, and I had an example of this. I had a young man, and I've used this on the podcast before, so this might be repetitive, but I'm going to use it because it's right here in front of me. I had a young man who came to me, presumably, to see what his life was going to be like at, at college. And his mom wanted him to come because she wanted him to have a sense of where he was going and not be so anxious. I can appreciate that. But through the process of the reading, I realized he was really scared to go to school, not because of homework. He knew how to do that and not because of studying or even the social aspect of school. He didn't know how to, how to make his own meal. He didn't know how to do laundry. And I felt like I couldn't let him in good conscience go, go into a new experience and 
feel that much fear when there was such an easy fix. I mean, he said he didn't even know how to put away his laundry because he just came home and it was done. And on some level, is that a loving parent? Absolutely. I mean, I love doing laundry, but that's not helping anybody. And finally, I asked him, um, why would it be so hard that he could handle doing his own laundry at a laundromat? And he realized that he just didn't know how to do it. And my heart in seeing that, and then I thought, well, I know how to do this. And at the time, it was so brilliant because my office was in my home and I didn't have an appointment after him. And I said, I asked him if he had time. He did. And I said, well, then we're going to show you how to do this. And I said, I'm also going to show you how to make the best use of your time. So we threw a load of laundry in because like I said, I had kids. There was always laundry there. Although my kids at 13 years old were in charge of doing their own laundry. I used to tease them. We're not Jewish, but here's your bar mitzvah. Uh, and your bat mitzvah. I will not do your laundry any longer. You need to know how to do it. Uh, and even though I love doing laundry, I just wanted them. And I was happy that that was actually reinforced by this. So we did that. We threw a load of laundry in. We went to the kitchen. I showed him how to make a grilled cheese sandwich so he wouldn't starve. I showed him how to go back and to flip the laundry over. And then at one time later, in a couple of weeks later, I think it was two or three weeks later, when he had a break in his schedule from finals and everything, I met him at a laundromat with my comforters <laughs> and I showed him how to use the machines because I figured at school, he probably had those machines and not the machine I had at home. So he was able to communicate then to his mom that he needed to start doing this stuff at home so that he wasn't paralyzed with fear when he got to school. And and this is more of an example of his mom letting him go to be an adult that she was responsible for raising because we're not raising children, we're raising adults. And that letting go process is challenging enough but we owe it to the kids in our lives so that they can grow up to be their own greatest support and ally. And when we finished all of this, it really meant a lot to me and it meant a lot to him to be able to hold his head up high. And then he left with a, a conversation about boundaries with his mom too. And the point here is he was having a hard time letting go of the fear of a simple act. And it was impacting his daily life to such a degree that he couldn't enjoy the last few days and weeks of high school. And he stopped into the store. Um, years later, we had the store and he stopped in and reminded me of the session, although I did remember that one because it was just such a sweet experience <laughs> and it was doing well and had a new baby. So that lots and lots of laundry really came in handy and it helped him. He said, when he thinks about his own child and how he will foster that independence being there for his child, but also foster the independence because what does a kid want to say the most? I did it. So are you having difficulty letting go of anything? Those adult children, let them go. Let them be in the world. Maybe consider some of the processes that I'm going to mention to see if you can figure out 
and perhaps move to the point of, of letting go. Because holding on to things creates an energy within us that's actually resistant. And it can feel like there's a bungee cord stuck in the back of your pants and hooked to the wall. And it really can block the joy in life. So ask yourself if there is anything about someone in your life that is absolutely driving you bonkers. If there is, first take a look at it and see if it's something you do and you want to stop doing so it's becoming evident in others. That thing that we see in others is most what we want to shift in ourselves. So take a moment the next time you're complaining about someone and see if it's not that within within you. Okay. Because sometimes if you're complaining about someone being judgy, well, guess what you're doing when you're complaining about someone being judgy? Yeah. Is there a time in your life that is particularly painful and reminding yourself of it often keeps you from making that error mistake again? Well, then that keeps you from actually being in your life. So if you're afraid because you've been in a relationship that ended before, and that you never actually consider being in a relationship again because you don't want that to happen. You're possibly limiting yourself in an experience that could be extremely lovely. And if so, this would be a good one to release. You can write it out, you know, work with a therapist, coach, realize that it isn't helping you to hold on to it any longer and take some steps to, to release that. Is there a decision you made that you wish you didn't? I mean, don't we all have a few of those? Given what we've learned about how we draw things to us and we are a magnet, it would be wise to not beat yourself up about that, but to look at it as an experience that you've come through and that releasing it is actually in your best interest. And that process will then release you from your own judgment of self and revisiting it over and over and over and over and over again. So one of the best ways I know how to let something go is to write it out. Uh, you can do it on the computer if you want and not save a file, print it, burn it, shred it, Whatever method you use, rip it up into tiny, tiny pieces, take it out of your home. Don't allow it to live in your home. This is effective for past relationships, work experiences, old hurt from family members, anything you may be holding energy on and judging yourself around because you want to break the tie to that energy and you also want to give yourself permission to let it go. You're not living in your past and if you now in your time frame, but if you're living in your past in your head, you're just going to create it and it's just going to feel disgusting to you again. So releasing it will feel good and it'll free up space within yourself. And as for the family hurts, at some point we do have to stop blaming our parents and realize that if you are past your second, if you're in your second decade, past your second decade, and just realize that holding on to that is only hurting you. And it's just going to keep you looking in the rearview mirror of your life and not moving forward. And yeah, I know it's hard. Listen, I know it's hard. And there's still going to be stuff that comes up. But the more you allow yourself to practice the releasing 
and you understand that your brain wants to hold on to you to protect you, the more free you're going to feel to be yourself. And it can be emotional and it can bring up grief. Allow it. Just let it come up. Don't sit in it. Even if you're feeling like it doesn't want to let go, have faith that it'll move, you'll move through it. One of the analogies that came up in a group I did, uh, and even though it grossed them out, the participants still refer to it as when I said, you don't sit in dirty bathwater, dude, you wouldn't sit in dirty bathwater, would you? So why would you sit in old hurts? You're only hurting yourself and it doesn't seem very supportive of yourself. And I know that you can do better. So take a bath, preferably with sea salt, as that helps remove toxins. And then as it goes down the drain, see all your stuff going. Perhaps take a shower afterwards so you can wash that off too. And then give yourself the permission and the ability to release and then chart the course for yourself moving forward that feels free and in alignment with yourself. Letting go doesn't mean that it didn't happen. It doesn't mean that whatever happened is okay. It means that you choose you in this moment to no longer hold on to that barrier to happiness. And if it helps, go ahead and get the Frozen soundtrack and belt that puppy out. So I'm going to let you go now because it's the end of the episode and I wish you all the best and I will see you in December or whenever you're listening to this. See you in the next episode. Wow. Thank you for listening to this episode of Intuition, Your First Sense. If you still want some more Vicky and some more intuitive development skills, you can head over to VickiBaird.com. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D.com and check out all the courses that are there, the app that's available for you to load directly on your phone. And for the Wisdom Wednesday group that meets once a month, where you can meet like-minded people, have instruction in your intuition development, as well as coaching strategies for navigating this amazing life that you are in. Thank you again for all you do and who you are. And I will see you over on the website and I will see you in the next episode.